Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Conversations with Terry Law and Scott Law. I'm Scott Law. I'm Terry Law. And we are glad to be here sharing the love and grace of God to, to you and to those who have yet to hear. So we are going to have a fun session today. We uh, are going to call Dad's best friend, Ray Bevan. He's a wonderful uh, minister of God and uh, crazy work, Welshman. He's working in uh, Durban, South Africa. We're talking to Africa today Yep, on our program. He's stuck there because of uh, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what better time to uh, keep him captured than to, uh, to give him a ring and, and talk to him about grace. So we're going to give him a call right now. Terry. Hey, Ray. Yes, can you hear me all right? Yeah, we can hear you all right. We're we're live. We're live. We're recording okay. the podcast as we talk. Um, so behave yourself. Okay. Behave yourself, Uncle Ray. I, I, try, I try my best. Get back in the cupboard, woman. Okay, okay. yeah. Come out when I tell you to come out. And stay there. Eat that bread and water. Be grateful. Right, okay. Wow, I'm glad you're well in in authority in your own home, Ray. Oh, mate, no, I'm telling you. you She gets to travel with me anywhere, everywhere in the world, in my golf bag, and she's still not feeling grateful. Your golf bag. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Well, you need Grace uh, traveling with a golf bag, I'll tell you. So you're you're stuck... uh, uh, we we did a brief intro before we called you, Uncle Ray, and we told uh, yeah. we told how you were stuck down there. You you had uh, taken a ministry trash, excuse me slash uh, vacation yeah. trip down to South Africa, and you got stuck in the middle of the outbreak, huh? Well, yeah. Well, I planned this trip like last August. I I've been coming to South Africa now for thirty years, mm. and um, and obviously over the years, you know. Um, I built up um, some connections down here and I keep getting invited to come to minister. So what I thought I would do is instead of coming back and forth to block out three months, uh, which I did for this year mm. and, um, and, and just do all the ministry in that three months. And it was solidly booked. Um, I managed to do the first two weekends. And then obviously now we're in um, a 21 day lockdown. I, um, and I'm, yeah, and I'm just suffering in a five-bedroom beach house in Durban, 25 <laughs> degrees. Okay, and, uh, you're suffering what? desperately. Yeah, I really need your prayers and all the listeners, yeah. <laughs> okay. If you wouldn't mind. Okay, 25 <laughs> degrees, what is that in centigrade, or in uh, Fahrenheit? Uh, that'll be around about, um, okay, you're American, you're, you're behind on that. Um, yeah, we, uh, it's, a, it's about, I would say... 80 degrees. Yeah, 80. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Uh, wonderful weather. Yep. So we yeah, don't we don't feel sorry for you at all. Well, <clears throat> you know what I mean. I am I am on my own. I mean, you should have some sort of empathy there. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, hey, we we uh we wanted to introduce you to our audience. I mean, obviously, you and Dad are very close and have been close for close yeah. friends for a long time. And uh, I, I wanted to you to share your your conversion your coming to jesus experience um with with our with our audience a, a little bit of your background ray you were involved in uh in a rock and roll group if i remember right 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was a sex symbol in the sixties, um, <laughs> and um, um, you know, uh, to look at me now, you would understand why. But uh, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was in a rock band. I was a dope smoking, womanizing rock singer for about five years, uh-huh. and we um, we we signed with a Decca label. Uh, it's a funny story, really, because the Beatles. Um, sent a demo into Decca Records to get a deal, hmm. and Decca Records rejected the Beatles and accepted us. Oh boy! The now. biggest mistake, the biggest mistake they've ever made in their oh. entire experience. Wow! So yeah, so we were with uh, that's what I did for five or six years. I wasn't religious, had no religious upbringing, but. Um, you know, the more parties I had, the more fun I had, the more success we had, the emptier I felt inside. And I think it was that frustration that caused me to wonder, you know, is this all there is? Mm. And I think it was it was that God-shaped vacuum, as Billy Graham put it, mm. um, you know, just, just caused me to wonder if there's anything more than this. And I, I'm sure, Ray, that there are people listening to us right now who have that same vacuum in their own heart, and they're looking for peace, they're looking for the reality of God, and uh, yeah. I'm excited yeah. about you sharing us, sharing with us. And it's, um, look, we, we are created, everybody's searching for their, for their creator, um, and so basically he came searching for us in Jesus, and and, uh, and I remember um, going to, in my little village in Wales, there's only like 3,000 people in this little village, and uh, we used to get a, a movie come through, see, once every two weeks. So there was a movie showing called The Greatest Story Ever Told. And I thought, wow, it's a new Western from Hollywood. <laughs> the so I went story. to see it. No, serious. I honestly thought it was a Western, right? I didn't look at the credits, didn't look at anything. I thought it was a Clint Eastwood movie. So I go, and it's it's one it's the classic movie about the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So mm. I felt conned. I felt conned. I'm sitting there thinking, what is this? But I said, I paid the money. I'm going to watch this. And and as I saw this man act out the person of Jesus, the Holy Spirit began to show me. Jesus is the end of your search. And it was a, a real weird experience. And uh, I say to people, you know, I'm so glad the Holy Spirit goes to the cinema. Because, <laughs> uh, because I, I he know, will go anywhere. I know some people who yes. don't believe that, Ray. <laughs> well, of course. Uh, yes, I know some people who, anyway, um, there's some Bible colleges in America that Jesus will be accepted. But that's by the way. So anyway, so, 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 so I'm in the cinema, and I'm and I'm looking at and I'm seeing this amazing person, like healing people, walking on water, raising dead people. I'm thinking, is this a joke? Is this a is this true? And right there in the cinema, the Holy Spirit began to make Jesus real to me. And when it came to the crucifixion, <clears throat> I I was really angry because I thought. Why are they killing him? Like he, he's only doing people good. And I, and 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 I thought, well, it's had end to a movie. Uh, uh, um, but the movie kept going, 
and he rose from the dead and it freaked me out. And I thought, well, he's alive. And I wanted to know where he was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I, in my, in my national, you know, unbelieving, looking at, you know, I, I think we should never forget, you know, mm. how Jesus reached us. And I, and I, I always go back to that, the way I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, well, if he's alive, where is he then? Because uh, I've not read anywhere where he's died again, so he must be still alive somewhere. Mm-hmm. And and that's what caused me to ask that question. And when a minister explained to me exactly what happened, um, I, I said, well, I, I I need to get to know him. And that's what happened. And I got radically, it was like, from darkness to light. I, mm. I went home and I said to my mother, Mom, I found God. She said, Ray, Ray I didn't know that he was lost. <laughs> I said, no, Mom, no, Mom, I, f- I found God. And she looked at me. Now, I used to come home stoned out of my head on marijuana or something else, and that would be, it wouldn't be okay, but it was like accepted. Mm. I'd come home drunk, it would be, she wouldn't be pleased, but she understood. Mm-hmm. But when I came home and said, Mom, I found God, she thought I was one step away from Cuckoo Farm. <laughs> and you still and are, she are said, one foot away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she said to me, she said, Raymond, my, my mother calls me Ray, Raymond, mm-hmm. Raymond, she said, it's only an emotional experience. It'll soon pass away. Well, I've been having the most amazing emotional experience for the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And that's how I got saved. Wow. That's wonderful. Well, so you had this radical conversion. Well, then, then you sure. know, you're a rock and roller. What do you do? Sure. Well, I still am a rock and roller. I just changed partners. <laughs> um, so, okay. so, so, no. Like people say to me, you used to be a rock and roll singer. I said, I still am. I just changed partners. And so, but here's the problem. This was interesting. So I met Jesus in the cinema, this exciting, unbelievably forgiving, loving, merciful, fun, exciting person. And then I went to church and I met his people. Oh, my God. Mm. This didn't look good. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, I met these people. I see, now, again, I'm talking to you. I'm looking at this from the way I was thinking then. An unbeliever finding Jesus and then going to a church and meeting his people. And I thought, how come the people are not like him? Good question. Uh, you know, wow. Good question. Yeah, and, I, and it freaked me out. And I went to this church and I thought, here's a bunch of people that are like a dialing tone. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and then this and there's I've just found this most exciting, wonderful life. And I thought, where is it here? And so because I didn't know anything about Christianity, I I knew I had to go to church and I I went to this Pentecostal church for ten years and they nearly destroyed me. Mm. Uh, you know, the grace, it was only the grace of God that kept me. I, I learned some great lessons there, don't get me wrong, but they were only living to the revelation that they had. 
mm. which was very religious, very legalistic, mm. you know, and um, but I survived. Did you did you carry on your uh, your musical ways after you committed your heart to Christ? No, do you know do you, do you know what Scott? This is weird because because no, I didn't. Um, I I didn't sing. I, I really didn't sing for maybe six or seven years mm. uh, after. And when I did sing in church, it was very muted. Like, um, because, you know, the religious teaching, like, um, you know, the worldliness teaching, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, rock and roll is on the devil and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I'd be singing uh, hymns like Man of Sorrows, what a, which is a great hymn, mm-hmm. but you don't sing that, you don't sing that to your workmates because they don't understand what that, what that is. So I, I it was very, um, it was very, I was very subdued. The, so the religious teaching robbed me of my personality. That's mm-hmm. what it did, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't sin for a while. <laughs> you didn't sin for a while. <laughs> now, <how> we, <laughs> that was good. I caught that. Um, yeah. I, I heard something about you were you were working, you had a job, and you were struggling because you were wanting to get everybody saved. That you, uh, that oh you, yeah, man, it was funny. I, I was working, uh, I was working in a paint store, my, um, and so you know, and I, you know, obviously, you know, um, you know, the teaching of the church was you've got to pray so many hours, you've got to read so many scriptures, and you must witness. You've got to witness. So I thought, and I, no, I, I didn't have to be told that. I just wanted to share with everybody. And um, the, the trouble is, you know, when you go to work, you're there to work. But I saw it as a mission field, right? <laughs> no one told me. So I working in a paint shop, and this old lady came in the paint shop. I'll never forget it. And uh, she said, uh, uh, oh, young man, could I have some sandpaper? And I'd come and say, sandpaper? There's much. I said, lady, do you know there's something more important than some? Do you know that if you don't repent right now, you're going to hell? Do you know that? <laughs> and, she, and she looks at me. She looks at me with big eyes. And she says, I only want some. <laughs> so, so anyway, I thought I had to witness to every customer that came in the shop until the, the, the owner of the shop called me into his office and said, right, I've had some reports about you. You are depressing the staff. I said, Rogers, what do you mean? Well, the staff have been coming to me. Nobody wants to be told to go to hell before 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> do you understand what I mean? Right? Uh-huh. And I said, I looked at him and I said, well, Mr. Rogers, that's where you're going if you don't repent. <laughs> and you know what? He, he, he sacked me right there. He fired oh. me. So he, he fired you? Yeah, he fired me. On the spot? And, um, yeah, on the spot, yeah. So I learned, you know, the Bible says, he that wins souls is wise. So I had a lot of passion, but not a lot of wisdom. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so. Wow, then, that's a funny then, story. Uh, yeah, it is, mate. Yeah, you know, I just was... I just was so I just wanted people to know, you know, but um, I did it in the wrong way. So how did you how did you go from there to ministry? Well, you know, I um, 
I did everything I was asked to do in the local church, this local Pentecostal church of their 10 years. And I, I worked in children's church for uh, maybe six or seven years. Um, and I loved it. I mean, I, I'd spend hours in preparation and I would turn up on Sunday and perhaps only one kid would turn up. Hmm. Um, uh, and it was great. Uh, I, I was, as, and I remember standing on a platform in South Africa, uh, made an appeal for salvation. And I'm looking at a thousand first-time decisions standing before me, and I'm pinching myself. I says, "Oh, how, you know, this is amazing that you trust me with this." Mm. And he said, "No, I, he said I saw you preparing and pouring your heart into the preparation and turning up for one kid." He said, "That's why I can trust you with this." Wow, that's wonderful. So, if you're if yeah, you're so those, loyal in the little things, uh, God makes you ruler over it, much. Yeah, so I learned uh, some great lessons. And then what happened? What happened was I was working in a youth club, and one of the kids said to me, "Will you speak in my school in the assembly?" And I said, "I've never done that before. I don't know what can I say." Well. They said, just tell them what you've told us in the youth club. So I had, um, I had a couple of songs which weren't very good. Like, mm. I had a Christian guitar with a furry strap with all the, the little, all the, all the smile God loves you all over the guitar. And <laughs> I had a Christian guitar. guitar. <laughs> yeah, so I went down. I went down. I had a sanctifier. So I went down <laughs> at school. And, I, and it was awful. It was absolutely awful. The songs were awful, and there was no response. They just kept looking at me like, this is a freak. Who's this guy? And uh, so I, 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 I did a, So I stayed there for the day, and, and after I finished, I made an appeal for salvation, and 70% of the school was saved. Oh, my. Uh, revival broke out in the school. Where, was, that some, some your, was that in Wales? Was that in Wales? Some of your listeners, yeah, it was in Wales. And um, some of your listeners may remember a guy uh, called Reese Howard's Intercessor. He wrote a book called Reese Howard's Intercessor. Reese Howard, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was the school. And <laughs> they had been praying for revival in that school for like 20 years. And. Wow. Um, so revival broke out in the school, and then another school asked me to go. Same thing happened, yeah, and that's how it started. And you were you were learning how to communicate your faith. Yes, but you know when I was beginning also to realize that God had God's part of God's preparation was my six years in the rock band. Mm, okay. See, very often we li we limit God. We think. God's preparation is three years in Bible school. Mm -hmm. That may be well and good, mm -hmm. right? That gives you information. But, I mean, it's more important to know how to communicate that information. Mm -hmm. And that's why many Bible students come out, hit real life, and they get disillusioned and disappointed because they can't understand why people are not listening. That's right. Um, so all my communicative skills, I realize God use those six years in that secular environment for now. And I, 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 do you know what? This is amazing. Because I was going into, 
And then when the school's ministry started, right, my denomination then tried to put their armor on me, very much like David, okay? Oh, and just Saul. like David, when Saul tried to put his yeah. armor on him. So, yeah, and so they said, now, Ray, when you go into the schools, you've got to do it like this. So I did it their way, and it wasn't working. <clears throat> so then that's when God said to me, he said, Ray, he said, I'm not going to anoint who other people want you to be. I, I, I'm, I'm going to anoint who you are and who I've prepared. Mm-hmm. And so, like David, I took my sling and my pouch, which was my experience in the rock world and my communicative skills, and I, and I just went for it. And it was so unorthodox, so, but it was me. Um, I broke every religious rule in the book according to the armor, mm. but I was seeing hundreds get saved. Well, the, the, the result ought to satisfy uh, focus to your methods. Your methods got results. Yeah. And when you see people... They got results, mate. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and so um, I went to one school and uh, the headmaster said, you've got 10 minutes. Uh, that's all you had in the assembly. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I saw God do amazing things in 10 minutes. So I started singing at 9 in the morning and speaking, and I was still going at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. The headmaster said the whole school has to hear this, and revival broke out in the school. Ah, that's wonderful. That's great. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. That's you great. Know. So celebrate, celebrate who you are. Don't let anybody else put their armor on you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, Terry, Terry, you're a classic example of that. You know, nobody in their right mind would do what you would do. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but you're not in your right mind, are you? So. There, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> Ray, in in your earlier ministry, you ended up meeting my music group. Uh, we called ourselves Living Sound. And I did. We love to do high schools like you did. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about our first acquaintance and getting together and doing this. Uh, I mean, when I first heard Living Sound, I was blown away. What? What? Because I'm I'm in Wales, in religious Wales, where they have a factory there that actually produces Pharisees and they send them around the world. It's a, it's Rotten Valley. They come out on a conveyor belt. They all look the same. They all look the same. So I'm living. I'm living in this religious country. And then Living Sound came to this Pentecostal church. And you know what? I thought, thank you, Jesus. At last, somebody is presenting the gospel with excellence and relevance. I I was totally, uh, you know, sort of taken with them. Then it was a privilege for me in the mid-70s um, when they came to Swansea and I, you know, I reluctantly went up to them when they were there and said, look, man, I, I just think it's great what you're doing. And I used to be in a rock band and they said, hey, did you sing? I said, yeah, oh, come and sing with us. They didn't even know who I was. And I remember in Oystermouth Castle in, in Swansea in South Wales, Singing with living sound, <laughs> thinking, "Wow, this is great!" Oh, wow, I didn't know yeah. that story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah. great. You do know, you, yeah, it was awesome. Do you remember anybody in the band? Do you remember anyone? Yes, I do. Um, I remember a lady singing with red hair. That's Beverly uh, Schmidtall. Beverly Schmidtall, yeah. Bev, Bev, that's it. And her husband was the drummer. Oh, okay. And you, uh, you got, who else did you get to meet? Well, I, I can't remember. All I know is that um, I thought some of the girls were quite uh, attractive. <laughs> um, okay. uh, I thought, I thought Terry, I think about now, I said, Terry, that's, that's the wisdom of God right there. There's a lot of guys just to turn up for the, to look at the girls, I think. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> we, we, had some, we had some pretty girls in our group. <laughs> Mate, you want some corkers, let me tell you. <laughs> okay. uh, but, uh, but they also sang very well. <laughs> wow. Well, um, yeah. let's uh, let's wrap up this session. We, okay. and we, you know what? I'm going to call okay. you back to see if I can get a better connection because you were cutting out a little bit on this end, um, and we could pick up All the next right. one. But why don't we why don't we um, wrap this up, Dad? How do you want to wrap this up? This call. Uh, let's just well, have a word, Ray. Why don't you pray for us? Pray for those who are listening right now. Yeah, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you that you accept us just the way we are and you use us in spite of the way we are. I, I pray for anyone listening here um, that's bound up with the opinions of other people and they're afraid to just to be themselves. Father, I just pray that just listening to this podcast will help them realize that do not anoint who we want to be. You anoint who we are. Bless every single one of them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you. Thank you for being here with us today. And uh, my pleasure. And um, we will uh, we will be talking to you soon. Well, hey, thank you for being with us again. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Grace and peace on you all. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. Go to terrylawspeaks.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.